Hello, everybody, and welcome to Slash Her Talks. Uh, we are getting into something today that we've been waiting forever for, and it's like finally here, and it's crazy. Um, but yeah, I'm Adrian, and I'm Stormy. And today on Slasher Talks, we're going to be talking about Scream 2022. Don't want to forget that. Um, but yeah, we're going to be like deep diving into it today. Yeah, we're getting into five cream. Are y'all excited? <laughs> <laughs> Are you excited for me? Uh, yes and no. I feel like... Ever since we started this podcast, we've been talking about this movie. And so it kind of feels like, um, kind of like we built it up in our head. So like whenever you get engaged, you build up your fucking wedding day in your head and you think about all these things and then your wedding day comes and goes and then you're like, now what? And that's kind of how I feel, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like it's it happened and now it's over. Right. So like now we're in the after effects and we're trying to figure out or we're trying to figure out like how do we feel? How do I go on about life without <laughs> <laughs> holding on for this movie? Because a lot of last year I was holding on for this movie. <laughs> My mental health was riding on the back of Ghostface's knife. <laughs> Still is, to be honest. I mean uh but yeah this has been something that we've been waiting so long for and we have built it up like we have put it on a pedestal we have been shining lights on it and we've been like dusting it off every day and we've been taking care of this pedestal for like the last two years and now it's happened and like you said now we're kind of like well was it everything we wanted it to be or is it just like another movie? So yeah, girl, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to feel. I want to see it again to really like wrap up my feeling. I mean, I know I'm going to see it a million times, but like I want to see it now, but I also don't want to risk like COVID because <laughs> I broke out. Being 100% honest on this fucking podcast, I broke out in a stress rash during this showing purely because, like, it was semi-packed. And I live in the middle of Yeehaw country where nobody wears a mask and they lie and, like, fake religious exemption for vaccines. So, like, this is not the place to be in this instant. So, like... I want to see it, but, like, I'm not going to risk my health, but, like, tempted. Yeah, because it was, it was such an experience. I also was, like, sweating and was so tense being in the theater uh, because somebody was sitting right next to me. And, like, I don't know you. I don't know where you've been. And you're just sitting next to me eating popcorn. And I'm, like. Your breath is in my area. So I was like very tense the entire time. But it was amazing to see it on the big screen. Like, I'm very happy that I did it. Especially because it's been a minute and I feel fine. <laughs> so like the anxiety is going away. But it was just 
I don't know. I had a blast watching it because my audience was also hype as fuck the entire time. Anytime somebody would die, they were screaming. Anytime, you know, somebody said something that was supposed to be funny, they laughed. So like everything just felt right. Like I was watching it with a crowd that really influenced, I think, my viewing of the movie for sure. Oh, man, I wish I had that. I mean, judge my parenting all y'all want, but my five-year-old came with me <laughs> to opening night here in fucking podunk nowhere. Um, So, like, that's th- <laughs> that's what I was surrounded with was, like, my five-year-old and a bunch of yeehaws. So <laughs> it wasn't giving me the same energy that I needed, but... It was still enjoyable. I'm still very happy that I went. Alita is very stoked that, again, she got to see yet another Scream movie in theaters. Um, she went from the original to the recall real fast. <laughs> yeah, she, she skipped <laughs> what an some experience steps, for her, but, to be honest. Honestly, yeah, whenever she starts her podcast, I want to hear about how awesome of a mom I was fostering her love for horror. <laughs> They're going to be her uh, her two favorite movies, watch. Her rankings are always going to be the original and Scream 2022, just because of how she watched it, watch. Okay, so like, but I want to talk about the shade from my five-year-old. So we show up to Stumacher's house, and she straight up leans over, and she goes, have I seen this movie before? <laughs> and I was like, that is the shadiest I've ever heard a five-year-old is just like, I've seen this plot and I'm done. <laughs> she was tired. She's like, another ghost face movie already? I'm bored. She's into elevated horror. <laughs> Literally. She saw that Tara was tied Wait, up- wait, wait, wait. So before we get to like spoilers. Oh, spoilers. Talk, Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Honestly, why are you listening to this if you're not here no, for spoiler wait, wait, wait. talk? <laughs> Uh, so before we get to spoilers, I do want to be able to give people a chance to maybe listen to some spoiler-free thoughts really fast. And then after our little break, we'll come back with like a full spoiler sash because obviously I want to talk about everything. Uh, but that way people can click off and come back after they've seen the movie. Even if that's like months from now. If you have to wait for VOD, that's okay. We'll be here. We don't blame you at all. Yeah, my sister is waiting for VOD, and I was like, girl, I get it. Uh, But yeah, so before we get into all that, let's just kind of talk about Scream and like how it's doing. Because right now, she's doing really well. The box office is kind of hitting for her, and she's, you know, she's making a moment for herself. Especially coming off of Scream 4, which financially and critically didn't do this so everybody's like very hyped right now just for you know how much the money or how much the movie's like making yeah i'm actually really happy i mean obviously i would be happy for their success either way but i was a little nervous just because um critically uh halloween kills kind of tanked Mm -hmm. And I saw a lot of people kind of predicting that same type of energy for Scream. And so I was a little nervous, but I'm glad she's thriving. But also, I haven't come back from my Twitter hiatus, which nobody cares. Nobody's noticed. But I stayed off of Twitter for a good two and a half weeks. So you crusty ass bitches didn't ruin this movie for me. 
So. And I, I was like, that's why I had to watch it on like opening night on Thursday because I was like, I'm running the slasher account and <laughs> yeah. like I'm on my account and I'm like, I can't like not be on here right now, but I don't want to be spoiled. <laughs> Poor Adrian. I was like, bye. <laughs> Forced him to do everything because I wanted my movie experience. <laughs> it was very selfish, but honestly, I'm not really th- that present on Twitter anyways. So like y'all didn't notice. It's okay. No, I respected the fuck out of that. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't know how to come back. So <laughs> just post. A thirst trap. You have to come back with a thirst trap. A thirst trap. Okay. Okay. Instantly goes to my phone. (laughs) (laughs) You're already. Oh, I have options. You say (laughs) with knives. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) A sexy ghost face cosplay. Imagine. It's the moment, girl. I got the boots. Five cream is out. It is (laughs) five cream. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, the film is doing great pretty much, even like critically, which is insane. Like the reviews before like the uh like opening night were like really good. So I was like, okay, there's like some hype here because people were also like really nervous for like what people were going to say critically. Yeah. And so when the good thing started to pop up, everybody was like, "Oh, okay, word of mouth for sure, I think really helped this movie the right. week before its release. Yeah, I got nervous. That's why I disappeared. And another thing that they re- like they uh, that they really did well with this movie was the marketing. Like Scream was everywhere. It's been everywhere for like the last two three months, all over the internet. Yeah, girl. I just recently unmuted Halloween Kills because. <laughs> it's finally dying off a little bit and i'm curious to see like how long like the scream wave goes on social media because i mean obviously horror twitter is obsessed with scream and so yeah. it's not going to fade but like i'm curious to see like how the rise and fall goes as far as social media goes yeah, I think one of the biggest things that they really did, like, truly, is on TikTok, like, when they allowed you to use fucking Roger Jackson's Ghostface voice to, like, commentate your uh, text-to-speech, girl, that was it. I was like, oh, okay, they're, they're here to push this movie. Scream's marketing was on point for this movie. Like, we did the um, Can You Survive the Scream House or something like yes. that. They did that. So they did a lot of promotional material. Um, just there was so much. It was crazy. All over. And it worked the out. The big billboards. They better Girl, not the take s- the Scream voice away from TikTok because I they live. They better not. It better stay on there forever. But yeah. And Girl, the fucking posters for this movie are fucking like. The cream of the crop, girl. They're they hot. had so many posters ready on on deck, and it was like every time they released one, like we were all like fucking panicking on the internet because they were all so gorgeous. Creaming, I was five creaming every time they. <laughs> so stupid. I hate myself. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, I don't know, girl. They're just like so stunning. My favorite one might be. I really like the 4DX one where like the mask is like turning into ash. That one's really, really cute. 
I'm I'm literally looking up them right now to pick a favorite. Um, I don't know. There's one that has like a red vibe to it. Is it the one where it just Ghostface like holding the knife and it's like a red outline? Yeah, I think this one. Not that anybody can fucking see it, but this one. Ooh, yeah, that one's gorgeous. Yeah, so he's many hot. gorgeous posters. <laughs> Oh, my oh God. but the one where they're driving into like the road leads into Scream Faces, ma- Scream Face. <laughs> the one where they're How old are you? <laughs> you're editing this. I don't care what you say. Uh, the poster where they're driving into Ghostface's mouth is hot too. So iconic, and that was um, created by a user on Twitter. I think they're like called creepy duck yeah uh, creepy duck design i believe i have to look into that um but yeah there was somebody on twitter who made that like a year before the movie i think even like started production right. when we were still talking about it on the internet and i just gonna say sometimes the fans come up with way better fucking ideas than the marketing team does also i don't i don't think this one is official it is. Okay. That one's my I fave. I love 80s the vibes. The with the blood. Yeah. So stunning. But yeah, the fucking marketing girl. They pushed this movie to the moon. Like, they really did. And I remember, like, late last year when everybody was like, when's the marketing going to like, start? Like, when are they going to start talking about Scream? And as soon as they dropped that trailer, girl, it was balls to the wall. Yeah. They didn't leave us wanting for anything as far as marketing goes. But... I mean, we can talk about it after we, like, do the non-spoilers. But the trailer, can we talk about how misleading she is? A girl, I mean, the trailer obviously gave away, like, so many scenes. <laughs> I went back and watched the trailer immediately after I watched the movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, they really, like, kind of give you, like, the whole story in just, just like, minute But they also, like, lead you to believe that certain characters are, like, the meat and potatoes, and they're not. Which is, I mean, from a marketing standpoint, I guess that's like a good plan because you're fronting that person because people care about that person. Right. But I don't know. I just felt very misled by the vibe of the trailer versus our actual release. Yeah, definitely. No, I definitely understand how you could feel that way because I was also kind of very surprised with I guess like the time devoted to everybody, yeah. but we'll we'll discuss. We'll discuss. But yeah, marketing was on point. Everything's going really good for this movie at this time. So I think, I think everybody's like really hyped. Uh, Scream Six was trending and like on on our side of Twitter at yeah. least, uh, like just the other day. People are already like planning their theories and what they want to see. Like people are hyped and people are like ready to see more Scream movies, which is what they were trying to do back with Scream 4. And unfortunately right. we didn't get that. So I'm at least excited that we can hopefully see more Ghostface in the future. It's been seven, less than seven days and you greedy bitches are like, more please. Yes, girl. But I'm ready. I'm gobbling Ghostface's dick right next to you also. I feel it. More Ghostface is always a good thing. Yes. <laughs> Girl. But yeah. So let's go ahead and kind of give 
Um, everybody, a little bit of a breather here. Uh, we're going to go ahead and like take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to just dive right in, girl. Spoilers on deck. Uh, we're going to be saying who the killers are right away as soon as we come back. <laughs> so if you don't want to hear spoilers, then this is your time to go and come back after you Grab a drink. Grab a drink, and we'll see you on the other side, girl, because we're going to go ahead and talk about Scream 2022. Hey, everybody. So if you're enjoying the podcast so far, definitely look into giving us a rating. It would be really, really beneficial. We're open to ideas and feedback. It really goes a long way. So go ahead and look into giving us a rating. Again, we're on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, and many more places. But for now, let's go ahead and get back to the show. Alrighty, everybody. We are back and we are here to talk about Scream, baby. So, Scream. This is the big topic of, like, horror Twitter right now, of the horror community at the moment. And... I don't know. I don't even know how to start with this conversation, if I'm being honest. The girlies be tweeting. Girl, the people are coming out. The claws are out already (laughs) with this movie. Okay, so fan service, yes or no? In the movie? For sure, it happens. Do you think it's too much in this movie? I do think, I want to watch it again. I, again, have also only seen the movie once. Mm -hmm. So, like, I can only go off of, like, the vibe I had watching the movie. And watching the movie, when the fan service things would come on the screen, like, of course, I'm like, oh, okay, they're doing this. But then, like, everybody was hyped. And, like, I was like, okay, yeah, but it's, like, a fun vibe. If I'm in here, like, risking my life, potentially, like, I'm gonna just be invested in the movie with everybody. So that experience was still, like, lit as fuck. Uh, but they do a lot of it in this movie, for sure. But I don't think it bothers me that much. Yeah, people are up in arms, as far as I've seen, which is very little, because like I said, hiatus. But like people are, I don't want to say pissed, but people are like kind of upset. <laughs> but to me, it feels like like a love letter, like to the original fans, and like how can we, how can we harp on that? Because if they did the exact opposite and they made it a whole new thing. And didn't acknowledge anything from the previous movies. Like, it, the only continuity between it is the ghost face mask. The fans would be equally as pissed. So, pick a struggle, girl. Right. That's really the tea here. Like, because I've seen that already. There's people who are saying, oh, it feels nothing like a Scream movie. And I'm like, well, it does. I At least personally, I feel like it does. And then there's people who are like, it's just too much scream. Like, it's too much callback. It's too much, you know, paying respect. It's too much fan service. And I don't know. I enjoyed it. I really did. Overall, I really, really enjoyed this movie. We have waited a decade. A whole decade since the last scream movie. Like, they owe us this. 
And like, if you don't like it, then find a new franchise, girl. Like, that is literally like the camp, the very like pointed, like, you know that I know that you know type of stuff. Like, the all inclusive, like, to the fans knowledge is kind of a thing that like the Scream franchise does. So yeah. if you're a fan of the franchise, I don't I don't understand. It to me it doesn't make sense to be upset about the fan service. But I mean, go off, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but I think they did everything really well. Yeah. I really think it was all like blended very well. It felt fresh and new, but also very like, you know, reminiscent of what we've seen. And I think that they blended it well. I thought it went great (laughs) personally i had a blast same girl and that's with like a five-year-old by my side so like i can't like fully immerse myself because i mean i'm concerned about like a small human next to me (laughs) so like if i enjoyed it this much in that type of atmosphere like i can't imagine what my thoughts are going to be like once i'm able to watch it in the right environment Oh, yeah, because, I don't know, to me, it was so gorgeous, like, the shots were gorgeous. The filter's like, not there. <laughs> it really is just so nice to look at, and mm-hmm. I just, I ate it up, girl, I really did. Girl, she is beautiful. Like, the the vibes that I got from the trailer was kind of like dark and like sinister and like a more evil ghost face which was misleading because that's not really what we were met with like he is more vicious i feel like as far as like he is so brutal in this movie like the over it's almost overkill for sure but um i don't know i was girl is it the number of stabs to one person yeah for who exactly? Ghostface in general? Just all of there is. They have learned too much. <laughs> you can never have too many stabs in a scream movie. Okay, people are screaming because they're being stabbed. Like they took the trope <laughs> where like they like stab them once and then leave. They took that and said fuck that and like flicked it off the table because everybody and their mom. Yeah. It was a lot. It's very squishy. But, like, it's still not the dark energy that I was, like, expecting. Yeah, it definitely had, like, the the uppy vibe, the humor, the meta-commentary. It still felt very fun in nature around all the crazy squish. I was expecting dark across the board. But, like, the darkness that we got was in brutality. Yeah. (laughs) Which I accept. I mean, I'm all for it. Y'all know me. I love blood. I love all that (laughs) shit. But it's just, like I said, not what I was expecting. Not that I'm, like, disappointed, but I thought I knew where we were going. And, like, in some ways I did, but some ways I didn't. So it was, like, I don't know. It's a ride. 
Let's talk about it then. Okay, so pretty much like plot synopsis wise, what we have going on here, uh, the film centers around Sam, who's played by Melissa Barrera, as she returns to Woodsboro after her younger sister was attacked by someone in a ghost face costume. It is revealed to the audience early on that Sam is the daughter of Billy Loomis. She struggles with this mentally and at times sees a figment of Billy who speaks to her. This had originally led her to, you know, acting up, getting in trouble, and eventually leaving Woodsboro. So after receiving the call from Ghostface in the hospital, Sam is told that somebody knows her secret, and that opens up the whodunit uh, that Scream is, like, known for, as Sam and her sister Tara and their friend group become the suspects. So with all of this going on, do we kind of like like the story concept here? I like parts of the story concept. Um, the whole like she's seeing Billy. I don't know how to feel about it. For one, it's like it's not as if Ski Ulrich is dead. You know what I mean? Right. Like he's an alive person. And I'm sure he was the one filming those clips, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was him. But, like, he looks like those bad, like, age-altered, um, like, images for when, like, people are kidnapped. Like, it does <laughs> not look like Skeet Ulrich. And, like, this is gonna sound elitist, but I'm, I don't mean it this way. But, like, I know what Skeet Ulrich looks like. I've been watching him obsessively for, like, probably, <laughs> like, two months, because he's on Riverdale, and, like... <laughs> That's not his face. Like, what did they do to his face? The makeup was not done in the best way. Yeah. Like, they wanted to make him look young. He looks dead. I mean, he is dead. Yeah, but like, <laughs> they also wanted to still make him look like almost current day Skeet. So it was like, they didn't know what they wanted. And he looked kind of off. Yeah, he looks funky. And like, I get that he is dressed the same because we're supposed to know that it's Billy and like the outfit is iconic and this, this and this, but like she doesn't know that's what he was wearing or what he was looking like. Or like, so I'm like, how did you, I mean her conjuring up her father and her brain is like otherworldly to begin with, but like <laughs> the, the details that this lady has in her brain is intense and I don't know how to feel about it. Okay, I'll tell you. I'll tell you how it is because my Austin asked the exact same question. <laughs> Me and Austin are like always on the, the same. <laughs> yeah, as soon as the movie was done, he was like, "How the fuck does this girl know what Billy looks like?" And I was like, "Girl, like, Stab is it exists. Like, she knows what Billy looks like. I'm sure he probably, you know, he had the same outfit in on and Stab or whatever. And he just skeeped because that's for uh, uh, us. Yeah. That's for the real people watching the movie. So, I mean, to me, it's not, like, far-fetched, personally. So maybe that's why he looks so funky? It's like, he's supposed to look like Stab Ski Ulrich and not Scream Ski Ulrich? Like, he's <laughs> supposed to look like an off-brand version of himself? Like, he's literally the great value Ski Ulrich? He's also a fucking ghost. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. But time, listen, like the otherworldly realm did not do him well, is all I'm saying. Hell, hell's not going well. <laughs> hell's Lewis. not working out. <laughs> Poor baby. He doesn't look as hot anymore. So, hell is I, going But he does, is the problem. Oh, no, he does. 
That's he why does. I'm like, why did y'all ruin it though? Like he's hot. What what are we doing? Okay, so what do we think then about like uh Melissa's character, Sam being his daughter? Um, I kind of like it. It feels like it's very believable to me. Oh yeah, for sure. We're in Woodsboro, and I picture Woodsboro as like a small town. I think we've had this conversation, but I think Woodsboro <laughs> is a small town. Right. Um and so like it fits the vibe that like everybody knows everybody and like everybody's somebody's kid. Like if Right. I feel it. Like it's not really that far fetched. The fact that like everybody and their mom <laughs> Like everybody in the friend group, their kids and cousins were a friend group. It's not far fetched, but like the likelihood that like all of these teenagers genuinely like each other is a little off. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, it's not far fetched. I'm, I'm down for it. It's not good because it's also like 20, it's also 20 years after the original incident in right. Woodsboro. So these are kids like who, they just, they just grew up hearing this. So of course they're going to be like, oh, let's go be friends with fucking uh, not the me. bitch who, yeah, yeah, it just makes sense. I'm like, meets, your so. uncle's a murderer. I'm out. <laughs> oh, you live in Stu Mocker's house? Let's be friends. Okay. I might, I'm me right now would probably do that. Right. And like be their we friend, all would. but like say, like the dentist that murdered people here in town. Oh, like if his house was for sale, I'm not gonna go live in his house, and I'm not gonna be friends with his daughter. So like the likelihood of that actually happening is a little off, but the the likelihood that they all know each other is on point. But you were like alive when that happened. They weren't alive. You know what I'm saying? Fair. I mean, like they were, they weren't born. They literally didn't live that. Yeah, I guess it's a little bit like Boo Radley of them, like yeah. to kill a mockingbird. Like it's always like a myth, kind of like a a town urban legend. Definitely, like it's a like you said, it's a story that they're you know being told as children, and it probably sounds kind of like otherworldly to them. That and like there's a whole movie series about it, so they probably think ninety eight percent of it is like dramatized for TV. That also. So they probably undermine it a lot, to be honest. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I also really enjoy, though, the aspect of her being Billy's daughter. It's believable. And people started posting that screenshot of Billy in the video store where he's talking to those two girls. (laughs) So they were like, oh, yeah, he was sleeping around. Of course he was. Yeah. Obviously. He was sleeping with Stu Mocker. (laughs) Right. <laughs> no, but yeah, I I get it. Like No, no, no. He was sleeping with like anybody and everybody, but he was in love with Stu Mocker. <laughs> oh my god. Listen. <laughs> um Neff Campbell said it herself, girl. So Yeah. It's canon at this point. Y'all didn't need to confirm this for me. I felt it in the energy, okay? Me and Matthew Lillard have a different connection. <laughs> Just kidding. Right. Okay, but like, uh, but yeah, I y'all could have that. given me like a ghost Schumacher. 
okay, well, there's a, like a moment in the movie too where the dead meat hoes, James and Chelsea, made a guest appearance. Yeah. And there's that YouTube row girl. And there's a lot to talk about from just that section. Because at the very bottom, there's a video talking about is Stu Mocker really alive or really dead or something like that? Or is like he's still alive? So like there's people in the universe questioning it. So it can maybe very well be a tease that maybe he can come back. Girl, I have been coining this comeback since birth. (laughs) Since I first saw this movie. And I was confident that he was coming back. And like... Did you for this movie? Maybe I'm just a little ahead of the game. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Well, Kevin Williamson himself wanted Stu to be the killer in Scream 3. Yeah... Listen, he wanted Stu so, to come back. He was going to live from the TV, and he was going to come back and be the killer in Scream 3. Right. That's what Kevin was originally writing before he was, like, taken off of Scream 3. Listen. Or chose to leave. Excuse me. He left. <laughs> but yes. Didn't happen in Scream 3. It's going to happen in Scream 6. That's just how numbers work. Yeah. So people are always wanting to see Stu. So I wouldn't be surprised if they bring him back. Not at all. Matthew Lillard himself said that he would be honored to come back he literally teased it and that's kind of why i think i was shooting so hard is on twitter he would be like he i can't remember the exact wording so don't like hang me but he straight up was like Stu could totally be alive and that's why i was like sir does your contract say that you can say that on twitter so i was a (laughs) little worried but don't worry our day is coming fellow Stu stands (laughs) But I enjoy it. So I thought it was great. And I thought, honestly, the movie, I mean, it starts off with a bang, I feel like. I love the opening scene to this movie. Very. This whole movie, and I'm going to say it multiple times, I just know myself. It's a love letter to the original. Like, we took the original, kept its format, and changed its characters. Like, a little bit. Not a whole lot, but like a little bit. Still a tiny bit. If my five-year-old can notice, can like pick up on the fact that like the plots are very similar at five years old, like it's a little bit obvious. Definitely. I mean, I understand that, but I guess like to me, it still felt like we kind of got a slight sliver of it in Scream Four with the girls being in the house in yeah. Woodsboro, but they obviously added like the opening within an opening there. So it kind of just expanded it. But every single one was like the girls in the house still. Right. But it still kept it, like it was trying to do something different still. Like it wasn't trying to obviously be. No, I'm not saying that like, that's trying to be the new Scream. Like I'm not saying that it's like the original. But like the formula is there. Like we start with a girl in a house. We go to the school. We... Yes. Like, the formula is very similar. <laughs> it is very similar. And, like, it's obviously on purpose. It's fan service. Um, but I feel like it could have been done a little bit more discreetly, maybe? It definitely has the same vibe, for sure. It's because I think the reason being is because Sydney's not in it for most of the time. Girl. So we're not like following her story. Because yeah. even in Scream 4, again, if it's it's still in Woodsboro, but it's not the same, like you said, like the same flow of the original Scream. And I think it's because 
you know, Sydney's not there. And like you said, very much dedicating itself to the original. It kind of follows the same flow, has a new cast of characters, kind of go to the same thing Sydney did. And then in the end, it kind of gets all intertwined. Right. And it kind of gets really wild <laughs> near the end. Yeah, it's um, very like pa- the past meets the present vibe. Like, yeah, very that. Worlds colliding. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so the opening scene, very reminiscent of Drew Barrymore in the original Scream, for sure. Uh, it was really fun, though, to have, like, the killer, like, quit, uh, quiz her on Stab, like, the Stab franchise. Yeah. And she was, like, going through IMDb, and you see all the people who were, like, in the Stab movies. It was very funny. And, also, uh, you know, also, if a ghost face calls you and starts asking you questions, modern day Bitch, IMDb will be up. Yeah. We're not going to play these games. I'm not going to be Kirby just reading everything and magically at the... No, 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 baby. I'm going to be on Google. I'm not going to die. Okay? I love seeing the, like, difference in technology, which it sounds so silly, but, like, the only thing that's, like, not believable in this scene is that she still has a home like a landline. Why is there a landline? <laughs> right. Still? That is the only thing that I, like, questioned logistically. But I think it's really interesting to see, like, how far we've come in 20 years to, like, Drew Barrymore, like, hauling ass all around the house trying to lock the doors. And Tara's just like, boop, boop. Like, just locks <laughs> that shit. So It's kind of funny. When you look at it like that, it's very funny. It's the modern version. Again, what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. The modern version of the original opening. Right. Um I think it was pre- it was fun. It was funny. Like you said, the the fucking locking girl. <laughs> that gave me anxiety. Cuz like so uh, okay, and like this like made a life decision for me cuz I'm looking at buying a house. <laughs> and I was looking at having a locking system like this where I can do it from my phone and now I'm just like, you know what? A good old-fashioned four fucking locks on my door will do me much better. Thank you. <laughs> no hacking. Somebody yeah. Somebody can't hack into your fucking system to fucking unlock your doors. Right. That, like, it's so simple, but, like, that is so terrifying. Like, the idea that somebody is just, like, with a click that they are inside your home. And Ghostface literally is like, do you think that I slipped inside? Like, do you think I made it before you locked it again? And I'm all, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Did you? And he, like, he rolls up on her and, like, beats the shit out of her. Dude. Like, immediately starts just gutting her. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't, okay, this is gonna reveal too much about me, probably. But, like, this, the moment whenever she's, like, dragging herself across the floor trying to get away from him, and he's just walking, just casually cocky, straight as a board, just watching her, like, how fucking pitiful. Like, you know, that's just the energy that he has. Like, that's hot. I don't know. (laughs) Like, I, like, please break my ankle. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) That seems hot. Just saying. Girl, I can't stand it. Breaks her fucking ankle. Oh, girl. I have a broken ankle. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to fix it without my hospital bill. Girl. But brutal. Brutal as fuck. Breaks her ankle. Stabs her, like, before he even makes it in the house. Slices her stomach wide open. (laughs) And honestly, Jenna Ortega kills it. Like, the acting in this scene is, like... Amazing. Her crying and her like expressions. I was like, girl, she is an 
agony. Yeah. She did amazing. This opening scene is beautiful. Yes. But then the twist, I guess, is that she doesn't die. <laughs> so she lives throughout the rest of the movie. She's here to stay, pretty much. The final girl that didn't final. The final. <laughs> oh, no, the opening, the opening kill that didn't kill is what I meant. Because yeah. she does final. Which, <laughs> which is really, you know, I didn't mind it. I enjoyed her in so much in that opening scene that I was happy to see more of her. Yeah. She didn't give me, like... Because, like, the opening kill, like, as a trope, not in, not just in, like, the Scream series, but, like, as a trope, kind of gives me, like, deer in the headlights energy. And, like, that's just not her. Like, she's a bad bitch. She's ready to live. Like, she does not give up. (laughs) But, yeah, no, she was fighting from the beginning. Like, she had some fight in her. And, um, again, I was just happy that she didn't die. But yeah, so then that obviously brings back her sister, Sam, who ran away after she found out she was Billy Loomis's daughter with her boyfriend, Richie. So her and her boyfriend, Richie, work at the bowling alley, I think is the vibe here, right? Yeah. Honestly, I clocked Richie from the beginning. What a pussy ass bitch. Okay, so Richie is is a killer. Yes, Richie is a killer. Her Sam's boyfriend from the very beginning. Is one of the killers in a different town, nonetheless. <laughs> he found her. He literally hunted her down. Giving very Brenda from Urban Legends energy. Oh, yeah. Hunted. A commitment. Yeah. Girl. Yes. Um, but I clocked that bitch from the beginning. Did you? Okay. Yeah. Because. I never tried to guess with the Scream movies. Oh, girl. Like, I always. always do you? Yeah. I never try to. I'm like, I'm just going like, to I'm just happens. gonna vibe. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm fucking Nancy Drewing that bitch. Trying to figure it out, everybody. He was very sketchy. Honestly, when Dewey pointed it out, I was like, yeah, this guy is so sketchy. When she was like, we've only been together for six months. I was like, oh, no, honey, I don't trust. Why would you bring him to pretend? Oh, at six months, I wouldn't risk my life for you either. So, like, he's us. Like, that should, the fact that he was like, I'm coming. That should have been your first red flag. And it yeah. would be for me because I have commitment issues. And anybody who's committed to me is a red flag. So <laughs> I would not have died in this movie. And it sucks because, like, I I also understand, like, if I was coming back to, like, the town that I dreaded to, ever, you know, ever step foot in again, I wouldn't want to be by myself. And this man. I'm not bringing anybody back to this piece of shithole town. But I wouldn't want to go back on this journey alone. If I just heard that my sister was attacked by somebody in a ghost face costume, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, this stupid white boy. Come with me, stupid <laughs> white boy. Let's go. And so I'm like, yeah, sure. No. But in hindsight, it was a very silly idea. <laughs> if I love them, I'm not bringing them home so they can get murdered with me. Honestly, if she was like, no, you stay, it would have made his job easier. He would have just gone to go anyways. and Or he wouldn't have would, uh, he would have went to Woodsboro anyways and just hung out. Yeah, he wouldn't have been gotten, like, insider information, though. Yeah, like him listening in on, like, the conversations and them trying to figure out who it He's was. pretending to watch Stab. And <laughs> in reality, he's plotting. 
he was very suspicious when she was like driving to Woodsboro with him. And he was like, I've never seen the stab movies. And I'm in my head, I was like, you can't be in a screen movie and not have watched stab. So I was a little suspicious for sure. I feel like that's the equivalent of like not seeing scream in the real world. You're just like who everybody. That's dangerous. I feel like everybody has at least seen one scream movie. Even if it was in passing. Right. <laughs> like you've seen. You it. know who Ghostface is. So like your sketch. I don't trust you. Is this why I'm single? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, clock to him. He's a bitch. Cut to me like meeting my current boyfriend and like going on a trip with him after like just two months. Girl. So... The dick make you do, makes you do wild things, for sure. Okay, but this curly-headed motherfucker was not laying down pipe correctly. I don't... I don't have a belief... I don't believe that he can do it. Mm. But also... Okay, yeah, so, like, if you're grooming a high schooler, a high school student, you're not fucking adults. Correctly. He's fucking the other killer. Oh, yeah, you're right. So, like... I forgot about that. You're right. Yeah, if you have to resort to dating high schoolers, there's something wrong with your game. Hmm, they read that. Okay, we're on the same page again. (laughs) (laughs) It Um, took us a minute. But, yeah, so they come running back to Woodsboro, and we get a moment, of course, where we get introduced, like, the new... To the new cast at the school. And, you know, we have a bunch of characters in this movie that we get to meet. So to kind of break everybody down, we have Sam Carpenter, who's played by Melissa Barreda. Tana Carpenter, who is played by Jenna Ortega. We have Wes Hicks, who's played by Dylan Minnette. We have Mindy Meeks Martin, who's played by Jasmine Savoy Brown. We have Chad Meeks Martin, who's played by Mason Gooding. We have Liv. Mackenzie, who's played by Sonia Amar. And we have, of course, the returning legacy characters, if you will. We have Judy Hicks, who's played by Marley Shelton. Sydney Prescott, played by Nev Campbell. Gail Weathers, who's played by Courtney Cox. And Dewey Riley, who is played by David Arquette. So we have so many people in this movie. We also have special appearances, of course, from a few other characters. Kyle Gallner is Vince. No. He doesn't do a lot in this movie, but he's here. We also have Heather Matarazzo, who comes back as Martha Meeks, Mandy's sister, or Randy's sister. So they gave everybody somebody to feast on in this movie. Dude, Martha's ass? A dump truck. <laughs> a dump truck. She has like a Disney mom body. And I was like, what happened, Miss Martha? She does, girl. Dee Dee's mom, Dee Dee and Dexter's mom from Dexter's Laboratory. Yeah. Waste snatched. She came back to play, girl. She used her brother's fucking insurance money and got a BBL because oh <laughs> she's fucking built. <laughs> Thanks for my body, bro. Yeah, thank you. We'll do a whole memorial for you because of this ass. <laughs> <laughs> but she's in it. All that ass for like, a t- what, a minute tops in this movie? <laughs> for like a second, maybe. <laughs> But yeah, so many people in this movie, so many people to, you know, 
uh, you know, point blame to. But our killers this time around are Richie, of course, we talked about him already, who's played by Jack Quaid, and Amber, who is played by Mikey Madison, who is one of Tara's good friends. Yeah. So everything starts to kind of play out, though, here in the movie. So once Sam and Richie get to Woodsboro, they're hanging out with, uh, you know, Tara and her friends in the hospital. We get introduced to everybody. Judy is now the sheriff. So that's, you know, good for her. Yeah. Proud of her. Why do we hate Judy? I've hated Judy since the beginning, girl. When her kill scene comes in, oof. Girl, she was amazing in this movie. Marley was a fantastic Judy this go around. She was a little creepy in Scream 4. They were trying to make her a red herring for sure. So she felt kind of forgotten in that movie. But I really enjoyed her in this movie. She plays the obsessive mother very well. I mean, if it's her character. Oh, yeah, for sure. Honestly... I talk a lot of shit, but I would be the exact same way if the I grew up in a town where there was several murderers that put on this fucking mask. <laughs> so, like, I get it, but, like, you're annoying. Oh, she, I mean, yes, definitely. She's still the sheriff. <laughs> She's still, you know, very, uh, she has the same energy that she had in Scream 4, definitely. Mm-hmm. So she's still kind of like eye-rolly. But I thought she was amazing in this movie. Um, but yeah, so she's here. We get introduced to her. And then what really leads, of course, Sam to reaching out to Dewey is her getting intact in the hospital. Now that hospital scene was when we first get to see Billy. And I think one thing that they really kind of messed up on was showing us the ghost before they told us that he was her dad. Um, I see it. Because when she's telling Tara later, like it doesn't feel like a moment. You know what I'm saying? We just randomly see him in the mirror and we're like, Oh, Immediately, I'm like, oh, so she's his fucking daughter. And like, it was just, it didn't feel like a moment. Like, if she would if we would have found out with Tara, I also would have been like, oh, yes, girl, get the fuck out of here, you crazy bitch. But we didn't get to have that moment. It was just kind of like spoiled for us in the movie. <laughs> Personally, I felt like that. I feel like um, it could have been taken one of two ways. Is that like she's genuinely obsessed with Billy and like, she knows a lot of the lore and stuff like that. And like, he's her inner conscience, which I mean, he is, but it's because he's her dad. But like, I feel like it could have come off as like an obsession type of thing instead of like, okay, a problem. I guess if you really look at it, or as you really, if you look at it like that, like where she's still like a red herring or she's a potential suspect still. Yeah. Cause there was times in the movie where I was like, oh, what if it is her? So, us seeing that first, yeah, that makes sense. I guess for me, like, immediately when I saw him, I was like, oh, she's his daughter. And then she said it, and I was like, oh, okay. So, but I didn't think of it like, oh, she's just crazy and seeing him, so she's the killer. So, I guess looking at it like that, it was pretty smart. But yeah, that hospital scene was very funny, though. Ghostface just fucking tossing tables around. Yeah. Also, like, this is the, like most undermanned hospital i've ever seen in my life i don't know if it's in the height of covid and like their nurses are run ragged or something but like somebody should have responded somebody should have checked what the fuck is going on in the snack fucking room 
Because <laughs> like shit. You hear banging in this quiet hospital. She's screaming. So, like, shouldn't somebody be making sure that, like, someone's not having a medical episode? Because we're in a hospital, maybe. And then, like, whenever the whole scene, like, later happens, like, I understand we're on a different floor, but, like, there's a lot going on for nobody to be around. Yeah, especially with the gunshots going off in that scene. Yeah, girl. But the hospital, I love the hospital scenes, though. Like, I can't, like, hate the aesthetic. I enjoy the hell out of them. But the entire time, I am I was also like, where the fuck is anybody? What is anybody doing? Woodsboro just is like, they are, like, they don't know what to do. They are understaffed severely because they're, like, it's so empty everywhere. It definitely has, I guess, more, like, small town vibes yeah. then. Because everything feels so dead. <laughs> They're the opposite of Haddonfield. Like, everybody flocked to the hospital. hospital. <laughs> and Helen <laughs> kills and screams. She's a barren fucking wasteland. Nobody gives a fuck. Everybody's right. at home doing mm-hmm. their own thing. Nobody cares. But yeah, Halloween kills are like, Michael Myers has returned? Let's <laughs> fucking kill him! And in Scream, they're like, Ghostface is back again? They're like, bitch, I'm going the doors. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going home. That minds their business. You know everybody's getting drunk in their house. Yeah, everybody's just stoned at home. They don't care. Me. Like, whatever. <laughs> so funny. Literally, the energy is so different in Woodsboro. Haddonfield is, they were on one on the Halloween night. <laughs> and the thing is, is like, you would think they would be more afraid of like Ghostface logistically because like people are becoming Ghostface and like Michael's just one man. True. He's the boogeyman. Yeah. So they were like ready to kill the boogeyman. Here they're just like, what little skinny little twink is under the <laughs> mask this time? Right. What's happening? What, you know, what high schooler is killing people this time? I've killed four generations of twinks. <laughs> <laughs> Cindy has, she's like tired of it. But yeah, that's, the energy's different, I guess, in Woodsboro. Um... But yeah, it is very funny. So, but that attack leads to her calling out to Dewey for help. And this is kind of where we start to kind of see that the vibe is a little different uh, because we don't get as much of Sydney and Gail. We get a little bit more Dewey, but we kind of notice, you know, like they're here, but it's not like all about them. Yeah. Which is like the opposite energy that I got from the trailer. Like that's... I felt like they sold the original three to us a little bit more in the trailer than they actually were, which I get it marketing wise makes sense because you're going off of like fan energy to fucking go and see how the final trio goes. But like, bitch, you're not going to call Sydney to like 45 minutes into the movie. Oh, it was way past 45 minutes before she even spoke to Ghostface. She literally talked to him in like the last 20 minutes. Well, I meant like even before Dewey calls her, it's 45 minutes in. (laughs) Oh, true, true, true. But yeah, like it was, it was, the energy was different for sure, but I didn't mind it at all. No, for sure. It's just not what I bought into originally. True. It made me though very 
aware that Sydney and Gail wouldn't die because we didn't get a lot of them. So I'm like, they're not going to bring them back for like just a little bit and then like kill one of them. Because with Dewey, they kind of gave him a little bit of a story, you know, like he's kind of a lonely guy now. He let Gail do her thing and like left and, you know, he's kind of drinking all the time. Like they gave him a, a, like a closing chapter. Yeah. So I knew they weren't going to kill the girls, which I was very happy about. Yeah, I knew in my heart of hearts that like Dewey was on his way out in this movie. Oh yeah, we talked about it so much. We kind of joked about it sometimes on the pod. Yeah. <laughs> but it was very emotional for me. For, for sure. sure. Because they built like I mean, obviously if you're a fan of the franchise, you already have feelings towards Dewey. Um but like they built on that. They spoke to your emotional side by showing you how alone he is, how like broken up he is, like physically from fighting Ghostface for, since he was 20 probably. For 25 years so, he's been fighting Ghostface. Yeah. And so like it just shows like the lasting effects of this entire lifetime of Scream has had on him. So I knew once they started giving us those emotional bits that he was on his way out for sure. But yeah, poor baby. It was sad. Yeah. I, I, felt I cried. Sad. Me too. Uh, as soon as he was stabbed, I was like, I started thinking about literally every other Scream movie. And I was like, wow, he's really gone. Yeah. And I was so, so sad. It, brutal. His death is so brutal. That line? Hot. It's a pleasure, he says. And I'm like... He said it's an honor. Oh, it's an honor. I'm sorry. Yeah. It was iconic, though. It's an honor. And then just fucking stabs him with two knives! Why? Why couldn't he just, like, get shot in the head? And he's fine. You had to make him bleed out on a hospital floor when help is probably four rooms away, but they're busy doing whatever the fuck. The, some Grey's Anatomy type shit, just fucking in a different room or something. Like, you had to let him bleed out after 25 years. To a teenager, nonetheless. There's no other way for him to go out, though. It could have been a quick kill. That's all I'm saying. My poor baby. Uh, it had to be like this. If it was a quick kill, we would have been annoyed if he, like, didn't die in a cool way. Probably. But my poor baby. I don't want to be him to be in pain. It was a lot, though. Him and Judy got, like, some of the most brutal deaths. Well, honestly, most of these deaths are pretty brutal. But theirs were, like, pretty visceral, yeah. I would say. I didn't think that... Um, his real name is Dylan Minette. Wes. I didn't think Wes's... I didn't think Wes was going to die. Yeah, I was shocked that I he thought died so because early. he killed... I thought... The whole reason that Ghostface was like, I'm going to kill Wes, was to lure her home so he could kill her. Which they do. But, like, also they kill Wes. <laughs> yeah, why not, right? Might as well just kill both of them were here. I mean, I guess. <laughs> but I was shocked, also. I thought he was going to just find her dead body. Yeah, I was gagged, girl. Gagged. He literally walks, he walks up to the front door and he's like... Hmm. unlocks the door and walks away i'm like you're so close to like finding your mom and like what would that have changed you know what i mean like it could have changed the whole course of the movie he could have at least gotten like a hot chase scene out of it girl still in this movie we didn't we we didn't get a chase scene in this movie at all though unfortunately we i need one yeah we got like 
crawling across the floor type things instead of chase scenes. Yeah, we haven't had a good chase scene in a minute. Yeah. But, I mean, it's it's all right. We'll get through it. But, yeah, so many people in this movie, Dewey, unfortunately, does die. But that entire hospital scene, I really enjoyed it. I like. I don't, I mean, the lighting being so dim, mm-hmm. it was so brutal. Ghostface was so scary in that movie. I do not believe that it was obviously Amber, because that was who it was doing the killing in the hospital. She was the one that killed Dewey. It's just so funny to think of, like, that little high school girl on that cost, towering over, over Dewey. Yeah. I was like, girl. But I loved the entire scene. Yeah, it's a lot. Like, it's a lot emotionally, for sure. Especially for, like, a horror movie. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, you think of a slasher, you don't necessarily think that, like, they're going to pull your heartstrings. But we're six movies in. Like, we're dedicated. I mean, five. Going on six. <laughs> but we... I mean, it was a moment. It was very emotional. Yeah. Uh, and I enjoyed baby. the hell out of it. So... But, yeah, I do think that Judy and uh, Westein was... Pretty intense. It happens right before Dewey's death. That's kind of what kind of leads up to it. Yeah. But that shit is like heartbreaking because it, she's going to go pick up food. So she's driving and he's in the at home showering. And we get classic kind of it kind of feels like the opening to Scream 3 a little bit where Cotton's in traffic and his girlfriend's at home showering. Right. So it kind of gave those same vibes. And fucking m- she was fucking acting the house down in this scene. She was crying, <laughs> screaming. Those big old like, eyes. Yes. Those eyes were doing their job. I was like, yes, Miss Girl. And then she was running up to the house. And Ghostface just pops right out on the porch and just starts fucking stabbing her. Where is anybody in Woodsboro? It is daylight. There has to be somebody walking in on the street. Where are the nosy-ass neighbors in this small-ass town? Because I know somebody here, like, I get the, they don't belong in this neighborhood. I get that statement a lot. So if they knew a, like, costumed killer was in the area, I know Gladys from next door would be like, um, 911, there's somebody in a black jacket. It wouldn't even have to be a coat. Like, it would literally just be like, (laughs) A black jacket, and they would be calling. Unless it's like, unless this is like the nicest neighborhood Woodsboro has, maybe, and everybody just like nothing happens and pays attention to the doors are unlocked. (laughs) Yeah, they don't care. So like, Judy calls for help, and like she does. As we've established, Woodsboro is supposedly like a small town. So where the fuck is the backup? It took a while for them to get there. Like they don't even find the body. For a while. <laughs> like, where are they? Well, I guess they? we don't really know, like, how long it was. But it took a minute. Because then, like, after she's brutally murdered, Wes is, like, in the house walking around. That scene was so intense, girl. Like, because you're waiting to see where Ghostface pops up. Yeah. And they do so many fake outs in that. He's opening cabinets. Oh, where he's. Cabinets. Oh, I hate those. Girl, the entire time I was like, when the fuck is this bitch going to pop up? I know. I was it feels so like, um. Pop Goes the Weasel. It feels like they're like slowly playing yes. the song, waiting for it to happen. And they do such a good job at it. Like, it doesn't feel cheesy. Like, the tension's there. It's great. I want, like, a blood splatter on that, like, pretty-ass fucking, like, bowl that he was setting up for their rice. Like, that's what I- <laughs> 
that's what you need. That's what but I the, need. But like the dads in broad day, like mm-hmm. girl, I was mm-hmm. gagged. Ghostface is not playing around. He was killing people when the sun was up. I was living. Yeah. I'm just surprised nobody called the... Co- I mean, obviously we don't know, but like... I mean, Judy did. I'm gl- But like... <laughs> Technically. The sheriff's getting murdered in her front yard. Like you would think like a neighbor <laughs> would like... I mean, people are stupid. They would probably like run over and be like, don't do that. <laughs> so wild, girl. So wild. But then Wes does die immediately after. He gets a knife like slowly. It's, no, just like stuck into his throat. And it was like brutal. It's like he carved out his jugular. Yeah, it was brutal. Because, like, usually it's, like, a little step step or, like, a slice. But, like, he just slowly, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) That one, that one made me hurt a little bit. It was pretty intense. And I do feel bad. We do get, like, we don't get a lot of character from him. But we do get, like, a little tidbit that he has a crush on Tara. So that's what we kind of know about him. He also seems to be Kind of like, I guess, in the same vein as Mindy, like kind of like a Randy substitute, because he also kind of has like that same vibe. But him getting knocked off was wild. I was not expecting it. I got the energy that he was supposed to be a little bit of a red herring because Amber Definitely. in the beginning is texting Tara and it's just like, is he still bothering you? And so in my head, that was like a red, like a, like a bulb for... He's like if nobody, not around, I guess. Well, no, like if nobody can have you or if I can't have you, then nobody can have you. And so that's like was my thinking It's like maybe he's one of the killers. But then he dies and I was like, oh, never mind. Yeah, definitely. And they give him a lot of moments of like staring menacingly at the camera. So <laughs> he was a little suspicious. But also I cannot, which is unfortunate for him, but I can't take him seriously because all I see is Clay from 13 Reasons Why. Oh, I've never seen that show, so. I mean, don't. <laughs> I never will. I really But that's won't. exactly what I see is like a very, he plays a very whiny character. And that's what I see. Okay. <laughs> that's what I see. Okay. Uh, but yeah, he was murdered and it was amazing. Uh, and I mean, devastating. The whole death scene was devastating. Dewey's killed. And then that was that's then what brings Sydney to Woodsboro. Because Dewey, after he learns about the killings, obviously, he's like, he messages Gail. He says, don't come. When, he, when he's texting Gail, I was laughing my ass off because he's just like, hope you're... Relatable. <laughs> he's like, uh, Ghostface is back. Don't come home. And then after that, he's... <laughs> After that, he's literally like, uh, hope you're doing well, smiley face. <laughs> and he's like, I so shouldn't funny. have sent that smiley face. I'm like, girl, you had shouldn't have sent any of that. But you know. <laughs> Ghostface is back. Don't come here. Smiley face. And he calls Sydney. We get our first moment of Sydney. She's super mom jogging with her stroller, living her best life. We get a little line. There's so many Easter eggs in this movie, girl. Like, they're everywhere. And Sydney says that she's married to Mark. Or she, like, mentions her husband, Mark. Mm-hmm. We all immediately kind of guessed it was Mark Kincaid from Scream 3. Yeah. And I think that's pretty much been kind of what people are, like, just going with at this point. I don't know if it's been, like, fully confirmed or denied. But, girl, there's so many Easter eggs in this movie. Yeah. 
I also love her line where Dewey's like, do you have a gun? She's like, I'm Sydney Prescott. Of course I have a fucking gun. So good. It's like, hot. It's hot. God damn it. I hate strong, independent woman. Yeah, I love her. And he's like, you know, don't come here. And she's like, I will never <laughs> go back to Woodsboro. Literally does two hours later. She like secures because a baby. Dewey died. The only reason she came back. She literally secures a babysitter and then she's on her way. Like, girl, you just promised him you wouldn't. And also... But he died. Yeah. So she wants to kill this fucker. Yeah. Well, I mean, he... (laughs) I mean, obviously not the same person, but, like, her best friend died 25 years ago. She's been running for 25 years, and now Dewey's dead. Like, yeah, I'm coming to fucking murder some bitches. Yeah. And she's a badass. She literally only comes back to kill these fucking ghost face killers like she's so cool i love it but the thing is it's like so she (laughs) they come back with that idea that like they're gonna end it once and for all and i'm like are you though because like none of the killers have been the same person right sydney is killing you guys you are like She's killed so many ghost faces at this point. Like, <laughs> like Sydney's kind of a, <laughs> Sydney's kind of a serial killer at this point. <laughs> but like, you're not kill. I mean, yes, you're killing the current killer, but like, Ghostface will never die. True, 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 true. I don't know. She's a bad bitch, though. She is, but they should be afraid of her. Like, they should want her to come back. Like, <laughs> let's not touch Dewey. Let's leave him alone. Let's not have Sydney come back. Because she came in and, like, whooped her ass, like always. Did you notice on um, on Dewey's little mantle thing, he has Tatum's ashes? Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. So sad. Honestly. Which is nice. Dewey is, like, the best character I think in the Scream franchise because like, so we focus so hard on Sydney and like, yes, her mom was like the original kill and all these things. But like Dewey has been there for everybody. Dewey's sister died, was brutally murdered. And he continually comes back to save like who he couldn't save before. And like nobody addresses like, how big of a heart Dewey has. And like, that's what makes me so sad (laughs) that that he's gone because like, I mean, Sydney doesn't need him to protect, but like, that's all he's done since they were kids is protect her because he couldn't protect his little sister. Very sad story. Hmm. (laughs) And like, yeah, it's very sad. So, but I do, it's just unfortunate and I'm going to miss him. If we do get, and we will, more screen movies, it's going to be really sad. But I I don't want anybody else to die. So yeah. I, don't, I, I mean, I don't even know if I'm wanting Sydney to come back for these <laughs> other movies. I'm like, girl, you can stay home, stay safe, please, with your babies. Because it was very hard to watch Dewey go. I feel like Dewey was the last person in Woodsboro that she cared about, though. So like, oh yeah, she's never gonna do anything with Woodsboro ever again. <laughs> now she's like, I'm really done with Woodsboro. <laughs> <laughs> but that also, of course, then, well, Gail had showed up before that because obviously she had to cover the story. And speaking of Gail, what she's been doing this whole time, I guess she has like her own little segment or her own talk show or something, uh, the morning news in New York. So she's living her best life. 
she's thriving and I love that for her. And we learned that Dewey's the one that broke it off with him. I guess they went to New York together. He lived there for a couple months and then he kind of left and went back to Woodsboro. So I was just so happy to see that she was still so very much, you know, in love with him. She definitely still had that vibe and it was very sweet. And it's very, like you said, Dewey's heart. Like he didn't want to feel like he was holding her back or anything. So he like left her so she could work her dream job. And it just, it breaks my heart because her acting, okay, Miss Courtney Cox, when she, of course, found out that he died was like, intense so so many emotions girl yeah because there's a moment whenever um gail is at the sheriff's house i believe i think Mm -hmm. they're loading him up and that's when sam shows up um saying that like they need help at the hospital and like there's a moment where dewey's like standing there and he's looking at gail and he looks at sam and he looks at gail again like trying to decide like who am i gonna protect and again his little heart, like while he has dedicated himself to he's dedicated himself to like getting rid of Ghostface and protecting as many people as he can. So he does. And like he's even willing to like sacrifice Gail. <laughs> Which he I mean he doesn't, but like he literally walks into his own death. But like just to see him contemplate and then still choose to like go fight is crazy like he's such he has such a big heart he's such a good character so good and i mean he did he at least had although very sad a very brutal and iconic death i will say yeah killed it they did great but yeah so we don't get too much of our legacy characters if you will uh but again gail looks amazing She's wearing the bright colors. She's looking great. She makes fun of her bangs a little bit at the beginning of the movie when she shows up on TV. Um, All very, you know, meta. So Mm -hmm. it was great. I loved it. And yeah, after that, obviously, then Cindy comes into town and they are teaming up together. I love them. Our final girls, pretty much. They've been here for every movie and they're sick of the shit and they want to kill these fuckers. And it's great. They've come full circle from being absolute enemies to being kick-ass women. I love it. Fighting for justice against Ghostface. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so before we get to like the ending act and like everything there at the party. So with the new group of people, do we kind of like the dynamic? Like who do we like out of this group of people? Um, We have Wes, Mindy. We have... uh, Chad, Liv, are we liking the like the younger generation in this movie? Oh yeah, I feel for him. Um, I get a good vibe. I mean, half of them are dead now, so actually, only <laughs> there's only two of them. Yeah, there's only two that are dead. Never mind. Three of them, I guess. Three of them technically. Yeah. Um, I love Mindy. I live for Mindy. I want to be Mindy. Um, she's everything that like I wanted to be as a teenager. Like she was out. She was. <laughs> She's just, like, does not give a single fuck what anybody else, like, says. Like, she has these witty-ass comments that I wish I could, like, think up on the spot. Like, she's an icon. She was amazing. I loved her so much. Her little scene in Stu's house where she's marrying, mirroring her uncle's, like, iconic it's so it's so cheesy so cheesy but it's so good 
<laughs> it was amazing. But yeah, she's amazing. I love her and her brother. I love oh, yeah. Chad. He's like so funny. To but me. he's a typical Chad. Like he's this. Literally a Chad. He is literally a Chad. And it's funny to me. I enjoy him. So like to correlate this gang to the original gang, who do you think is who? Because like, I mean, Mindy is Randy. For right. sure. That's really the only same vibes I get, to be honest, really? is Mindy and Randy. Yeah. Do you see anybody else, like, in anybody? Um, I mean... I guess Amber's Billy and Stu. <laughs> a little <laughs> bit, know. yeah. I mean, Tara's obviously the new Sydney. Kind of, yeah. Um, I don't... I mean, I guess not. I guess that's really the only vibe that we carry over, but it's a good one. Yeah, because I don't have, like, a Tatum vibe from anybody. I feel like they tried to sell Amber as a Tatum. Kind of. Like, the best friend. But she was literally... That's why she was kind of sus, also, because she was, like, not in the movie a lot. Yeah. So she like was a she, suspicious. Well, and... But what... Like, the excuse that I had in the beginning is, like, she's probably fucking hiding because she's a target. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, also true. But yeah, I enjoyed everybody a lot. I do feel kind of bad for uh, Sonia's character, Liv, because she doesn't she doesn't do much in this movie. I think she's probably the most, or the, I guess she just doesn't do a lot. Who's Liv? I, uh, she kind of feels like a little bit of a red herring at the end when she has the blood on her hands. No, I don't like her. Yeah, she wasn't really giving me. She much. was pointless girl, for me. Give us nothing. Yeah, I could have done without her character as a whole. I didn't even see her as a red herring. Because, like, she has a moment with... Yeah, I never with, suspected her. She has a moment with... Mindy? Where she's like, well, what if I'm the killer? They're going back and forth trying to be fucking smart. And I'm just like... She gives off the trope... Like, the slut dies. And, like, so that's very... Kind of. And, but, like, she's the anti-slut. But she's a virgin, apparently. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, she's the anti-slut, but she gives off that energy that she's supposed to be the, like, slut that dies. <laughs> kind of, yeah, definitely. I love Mindy's reaction to her in that scene, too. She's just like, girl, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck is happening? Who are you, even? Mm-hmm. It's very funny. But yeah, she doesn't get to do much. Uh, she does, I guess, have, like... Kyle Gallner after her, Vince. Yeah. Who is related to Stu, by the way. He's, I guess, the son of Stu's sister, I think. Yeah, he's Stu's nephew. Okay. Which is interesting. He gets killed because of that. Yeah. He. It's a shame that that's. Yeah. He's... It's a shame that Kyle Gallner, like, took this role like i feel like he would have played richie richie so well and maybe i'm just biased because he's fucking hot in jennifer's body but (laughs) 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 maybe i'm biased and like but i whenever they announced his involvement in the movie i was like oh he's a killer for sure but now they made they made him a fucking pedo and he dies while he's taking a piss. So whatever. But he does look hot in this movie. He flashes his little. Does he look hot in this movie? A little bit. What? Does he look hot in this movie? Oh, I think he looks hot. Does he? Let me see. 
I think he looks hot. Scream five. She's a material girl. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he dies very quickly. We, of course, with his get or with his death, get a little red right hand moment, which I loved. No, he is not hot in this movie. Sorry, <laughs> I had to verify. <laughs> Anyways, you said what? Uh, but his death, I said we get to fucking hear red right hand again. Oh, for, right, like the fourth time in this franchise, <laughs> and I ate it up, girl. I was like, yes, I feel it, the excitement, and like that's the thing is. I mean, obviously, Alita's not a good judge for, like, catching the things. But I, like, giggled at that. And she's like, what? What <laughs> What are we laughing at? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how to explain it to a five-year-old. But I love that other people catch it. <laughs> but they play that song in, like, every movie. So. Right. To me, although I guess for everybody's like, oh, just, like, the original. <laughs> but, like, they play that song in, like, every other Scream movie. Right. So. The one gripe that I do have that's like very blatant mm-hmm. is whenever Mindy has the, they have the whole breakout of like a remake versus uh, a requel. Yes, we get the classic moment where, you know, somebody explains what's going on in the movie pretty much. Yeah. It's like we get that this is a remake and this is a reboot of a our friend. They call it a requel. Yeah. Like we get it. That's what we're doing right now. But like, I don't know. I th- I like the like sly, not sly, but like the little bit more under t- undertoned, like hee hee ha ha's. But like when it's very obvious, like oh, this is a requel, and we are in a requel. Ha ha. I don't like that. But they do that every movie. I don't like it. They do it every movie. But I don't like Randy it. Randy did it. He did it for the first fucking three movies. And then in the fourth movie, Charlie does it. And then this one, Mindy does it. So they kind of just do always. Kirby do does it. it too. No, she doesn't. Yeah, she does. She doesn't explain what's happening in the movie. That's literally what Charlie does in the little film class thing where they explain how remakes work and how it's like a remake and how their movie was kind of like a remake. I mean, like he did that whole thing. Mm. So they do it every fucking movie. I mean, I don't like it in any of the movies, but. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't mind this one. I don't like the term requel too much. It sounds like. Scooby Doo second scene. <laughs> Not the requel. Imagine. Um but I I think that's kind of that's Gen Z slang. Like, so we're old and we don't <laughs> Oh yeah. It's very funny. She's very like, oh we don't know what to call we don't know what to call it yet. So she's obviously on the right. internet. She's on her Twitter hanging out. So she's like, we don't know what to call it yet. So it was kind of funny, yes, but like it just sounds so funny to me, Requel. Yeah, it's just evidence that we're getting old. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mind that scene though. I thought it was great. I feel like I could hear. I feel like I could hear your little sister saying Requel, like in a serious like connotation. Oh yeah, for sure. They all, yeah, the Gen Z energy for sure. Richie even comments on it. He's like Gen Z. He says that at some point. I think it's at the party. I laughed. And he plays, like, the idiot so well throughout this entire movie. Although, still kind of suspicious, but he just acts like a goof the entire time. So, like, you're kind of thrown off. I think he reminds me too much of my ex-husband for me to like him. 
God. Well, you don't have to. He's a killer. Thank God. But (laughs) it's just. You should be happy when he's getting stabbed 20 times by Sam later on. Girl, wild shit. I just, um, he's just very, I feel like he's very obvious as a killer. Oh, yeah. I mean, Dewey literally calls it out. Yeah. Right at near the beginning. He's like, (laughs) why are we trusting this man? Richie straight up does the. (gasps) (laughs) like how dare you suggest that it's me and i'm like girl what when he had that same fucking wound that jill had just in scream four i was like girl when ghostface slashes at him just like in that same way i was like he's suspicious yeah and the whole have we got have we even gotten to stumacher's house yet no okay we can jump into the ending like the final act when everything comes together if you will yeah so we end up at a party which is stumacher's house um because tara insists that she needs her inhaler and her extra is with amber right correct yes okay correct and so, and then Richie's like, no, it's a bad idea, blah. Even though that's literally the, been the plan the whole time. Because he has the inhaler in yeah. his fucking shirt <laughs> the whole time because he's a bitch. But, um, so we end up at Stu Marker's house, which honestly, I knew it was coming. Like, we have seen press inside this house. I knew it was coming. But, like, just like them pulling up, I was just like, <gasps> or like whenever, um, I had that moment whenever Sydney pulls up uh, like the Google Maps of the location that they're going to, and you just see the house with like the long driveway. I was like, they're going to Stu's house. Oh, yes, Stu's house. (laughs) Yeah, bitch. I was like, yes, let's give it to me. I don't give a fuck. I will be that bitch who's like eating it all up. Like, Mm -hmm, I don't give a fuck how cringy your fan service. Let me eat it up. I'm excited that we're here, bitch. Let me enjoy the motherfucking ride, okay? Like, I enjoyed every single second inside that house. It was amazing. And that was the moment, or not that the moment, whenever they are in the kitchen later on, Mm-hmm. Uh, once the party's over and like the killers are the killers revealed. have been revealed <laughs> yeah yeah everybody walks into the kitchen and my daughter's like have I seen this movie and I was like I'm so proud of you for <laughs> pointing that out in this moment that was the moment where it was probably most obvious when it was like mm-hmm. literally like the same kind of shots in the kitchen yeah I was just proud of her as like a five-year-old <laughs> with the recognition the kitchen was way more packed this time around though for sure that kitchen was full girl yeah, I was waiting for Amber and Richie to start taking stabs at each other. Like, I would have lived if we had that. It would have been hilarious. But we do have, like, the same energy where Stu's on the phone to Sydney and he's crying, like, did you really call the cops? <laughs> we still have that moment in that same, like, little, like, it looks like a little desk in their kitchen. Yeah. Like, we get... We get that same energy, and I live for it. It was ridiculous. I enjoyed it. But yeah, so they're having a party. It's like in memoriam for Wes, which is so meta in its own right that they named a character Wes after Wes Craven. They right. kill him I off. I started crying when I saw that line. That oh, yeah. They have a banner that says for Wes, and I started crying, which is like... It's kind of, it's kind of cute to think about them throwing this you know, third act, main cast, bloodbath in honor of Wes. And it was very cute. Yeah. I loved it. 
in Stu's fucking house. Like, come on. Yeah. I live. I like, live. we really came full circle. Like, if this was, it, it's not going to be, but if this was the end of the Scream franchise, I would be satisfied. Same. Honestly, truly. Like, if we didn't get any other movies, I'd be like, okay, I don't mind it ending like this. It's a love letter, you know, to the original. Yeah. And it works. I think it works great. So if it were to be the end, I would be okay with it. But no, bitch, I want Ghostface to fucking slice somebody's neck open every fucking October for the next 20 years. <laughs> Give it to me. I want Courtney Cox to be the new Betty White. Oh my and have her be in a nursing home when somebody calls and tells her that Ghostface is coming. She puts on a lime yellow jacket and runs out the door. She grabs her cane. Her clip-on bangs. Oh my god. <laughs> I'll be right <laughs> They're the original there. ones from Scream 3, so they're all scraggly and shit, and they don't match her gray hair. <laughs> um. It's Ghostface that calls her, and she's like, what? I can't hear you. Stop. <laughs> he's like is the door locked and she's like i don't know Maybe. <laughs> um but yeah so a party is going on and at first i was like why are we throwing a party but then i was like of course we're throwing a party we're high schoolers and and we don't give a fuck about the murderer running around but it makes sense I also have a question, girl. Like, what are the police doing? Like, they right. haven't, like, stopped to interview any of these, of these potential suspects. They don't give a fuck. So yeah. what's happening? The sheriff dies, and they're just like, well, we're shit out of luck. Cause, like, they're like, like we don't happening? know what to do. She told us to do everything. <laughs> she told us what to do. We don't know what to do now. Right. And their second in command is also dead in the hospital. So they're <laughs> honestly just, like, following Ghostface Trail. Of like bodies, and they're probably like dealing with this body when they get news of the new body, and they're like, "Fuck, <laughs> can't catch a break." Girl. But it makes sense that this party is being thrown in the end because it's thrown by Amber, and she, like, it's all part of the plan. But like in the moment, you're it feels very silly for them to be having a party. It does, but again, it's part of the plan. We get a little bit of a moment reminiscent of Tatum, where Mindy's like, "We need beer." And Amber's like, I'll go get it. And she walks into the basement and he thinks she's going to die. And then she has a little moment with Mindy where like they're kind of teasing each other that they could both be the killer, possibly. Uh, Mm -hmm. I thought it was kind of a fun scene. I really enjoyed that little back and forth that they had. There's something hanging in in the basement that's black and white. That looks like a ghost face costume in the background. It did. It and it throws me. me off every single time. I was like, somebody's coming out of the darkness. I was so scared. I was like, I don't know. I loved it, though. It freaked me out when I first saw it. I love her. But yeah, so they have a little moment. And then Chad has a scene where he almost dies. We, I guess we're kind of led to believe that he might die. And I don't know how he did it with how many fucking stab wounds that he had. But he was making out with his girlfriend Liv on the couch. And she was like, I'm ready to have sex, baby. Put it inside of me. And he was like, uh, I don't want to be alone with you in a room. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I love this. Because like <laughs> most teenage boys would be like, I'm getting it in tonight. Right. And he's just like, I'm not 100% sure that you're not a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody's actually like people are like really dying. My friend just died. So I'm going to like maybe not right now. <laughs> he's like, I get that you're like probably not. But like just to be safe, let's like let's wait a week. 
He literally says, I'm 100% sure you're not the killer, but it's just it's to be safe. safer around here. <laughs> He's a little safer around all these people, and she storms off. I, I, honestly, I would probably also... I don't think I would storm off because I wouldn't want to be alone with him anyways. I think that's why he's like kind of like nervous because he's like, why would you even want to be alone with me? You're Yeah. Suspicious. Did they not learn anything from stab? Right. Stab one through four. <laughs> Girl, one through eight. Remember, that's the whole thing is like everybody was like, they hated stab eight because of yeah, how crazy it was. Because it's wild. It has like fucking flamethrowers and shit. <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous girl i don't blame him i don't blame chad in the slightest oh not at all but then he gets drawn outside also i was like you can't be so smart enough to have sex with your girlfriend but then like run outside to see her i was like no don't go outside like she can go outside and get murdered by herself you yeah, can s- I wouldn't. but he does he goes outside to try to find her they have like like a little tracking thing so he, when he finds her phone <laughs> there's nothing there and obviously ghostface attacks him and he hides behind a fucking shed. And then when he runs past the shed, Ghostface pops out. Very sneaky. Honestly, that him popping out of that fucking shed was terrifying. So scary. Yeah. But also, where are these people at the party? Yeah, it's where a, it's is as if everybody is like oblivious to their surroundings. Like everybody in Woodsboro is oblivious to their surroundings. Because they're at a party. And he's being chased by somebody in a ma- <laughs> like screaming for help. Yeah, y'all don't. I, come I don't get know. it. The backyard is dead. Like it was off limits. Amber was probably like, nobody's allowed in the ba- backyard because we're gonna fucking kill Chad back there later. <laughs> like she must have told them something. Was like, you can't go back there because it was prime killing, pretty much. But also, no, because it's like by the driveway. Because Sydney pulls up, right. Girl, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I have really no idea. But he's like literally <laughs> fucking wailing. And this is Amber like killing him because Richie's in the fucking car. So she's over here like just on top of him brutally stabbing him. And I thought he was going to die for sure. I thought Richie gets out of the car. What happened? I thought Richie got out of the car because he's like, you're not going to leave me here to get murdered by myself. No, but Amber is in the ghost face costume killing or attempting to kill Chad. Oh, okay. I got you. I'm on the same page. But yeah, so wailing, wailing on Chad. And I'm happy that he, spoiler, I mean, I guess we're spoiling. I'm happy he doesn't die, but I don't know how he survived that many stab wounds. That's one thing that I would like like to see the behind the scenes of in Scream movies is like when there's multiple killers, I want to see them like interact. Because like, how do they not walk in on the other's scene? You know what I mean? Like, they have to be like, okay, I'm going to go kill Chad in the back, oh, it's, backyard it's now. Out, you know, they have a whole plan. <laughs> I mean, I guess they have scripts memorized, but like there's at some point they would need to like communicate. And I would live if like two of them just like came out of nowhere. Hot. Right. Girl, at the hospital, when that ghost face was knocked out and Dewey was like standing over them, I was expecting like another, I was expecting the second ghost face to come out and like start stabbing him or something. I was waiting for that little moment. I don't know if I missed this because of my kid or if like it just gets glossed over. How does he get shot in the head? Who? Or how does the like ghost face get shot and then like just doesn't? Uh, they, were, they, were shot in the, they were shot in the chest, I believe. 
But like multiple times. I guess like a bulletproof vest or something. I guess. Where are they getting these <laughs> logistics, girl? Who knows? We don't know in this. I know. I need, I need to suspend like that part of my brain, but it's hard. It's hard. They have to. Something something was there protecting them because they got shocked. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot. Crazy. But yeah, so the party dies down after fucking... Uh, Everybody shows up. Sam shows up. Tara shows up. Richie's here. They stop the party. Amber immediately is like, we're stopping the party. And Richie's like, everybody get out. And in retrospect, I'm like, y'all fucking bugged the fuck out of me. But they kick everybody out so they can just start killing everybody else. Yeah. And that's when we get the moment with Mindy, you know, on the couch acting out as uh, Randy, her uncle. And also Mindy being, like you said, out queer, making out with some girl watching a horror movie. Iconic. Yeah, girl. Uh, she literally has like a line where they ask. I can't even remember like the context, but she turns that person down. She's like, no, I'm trying to make out with this person tonight. <laughs> and then they like look over and they're like, like, do this head nod. Like, yeah. Hey. <laughs> and then they do make out. It's the best. I live. And I love the little moment that she has with Richie when he's going to the basement. He's like, oh, I'll be right back. And they look at each other and like point. They're like, ah. <laughs> I love this shot. Yeah, you won't be back. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. And he leaves, and she's like, oh, he's dead. It was the funniest thing. I loved it. Yeah, I thought she was dead too. Me too. I'm so, so happy. So whenever she, she popped out, I was like, what? And then like you see her brother in the ambulance, the <laughs> ambulance, and the ambulance, and you're like, what? all over again i'm so happy they lived oh yeah for sure i i thought they were gonna have like one of those like uh heart-wrenching moments where the twin has to live without each other or something like that yeah i'm happy but, that, that they both lived they were oh amazing. yeah it's good stuff but yeah so she gets like stabbed and locked out so when everybody's like in the room everybody's freaking out and at this point, Liv comes back and she has blood on her hands because she found Chad, I think. And so everybody's like, it's you. It's you. And Amber's like, it's you. And Liv's like, no, it's not. I'm not the fucking killer, Amber. And Amber's like, oh, I, no, you're not. And then she fucking shoots her straight in the head. Yeah, girl. I, that I was gagged. a little much. Yeah. I was like, what? It took me a second. I was like, what the fuck is happening? And she's like, welcome to the third act. And I was like, stop it. Right I know. Now. So cheesy, but so good. So funny. And then she starts like shooting up. Everybody like <laughs> scatters. Everybody scatters. As they should. She's got a gun. <laughs> yeah. And so she, and I love then after that too, because then Sydney and fucking uh, Gail show up and when they like get out of the car and fucking Amber comes out, she's like crying and screaming. She's like, help, help. And they're like, is <laughs> they look at help? each other. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, no. And she's like, fuck it. And try to also, shoot I love scale. that. So, I mean, do we like, like Amber is a killer? I know Richie's annoying. Um, she, I like her more than Richie for sure. I think she oh, was yeah. much more. I mean, I I, enjoy, I really honestly didn't like like hate them. I think they did great. I think the actors did great for sure. Oh yeah, she feels like a recycled Jill to me. I mean, kind of. I guess she kind of acts kind of crazy like that. But Jill was like a little bit more like. I mean, besides her freakout moment, she was like very like controlled still, like the entire yeah. Time. I 
She gave me more know. like maybe a little bit more like stew, like as erratic as she was I acting in the end. I think that's what they were trying to sell us is that she's the stew because she literally has the. Sydney asks Amber, like, what's your excuse going to be? And she gives like a rough estimate of the same spiel that Stu gives her. Right, right. Yeah, so they were definitely trying to sell that. So like they they sell it definitely. Yeah, the boyfriend and, you know, the crazy person (laughs) is what they were trying to give us. But, like, her as a person, I, I get Jill vibes personally, but. To each their own. But I think <laughs> she was okay. I was ready for her to die, though. Like, I was oh. so happy when both of these killers got what, the, what what they deserved. I was living. The audience was cheering. It was amazing. The fact that she gets set on fire with hand sanitizer in the thick of COVID. They knew what is- they were doing. Yeah, I was like, thanks, girl. But the fact that she comes, I rolled my eyes so fucking heavy when she comes back and is like running and then they shoot her. I'm like, I didn't need that. She could have looked like Chucky in Child's Play. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) she burned in the kitchen and that's where my brain is going to like let her timeline end. I didn't mind it. It was so ridiculous. She looked so annoying. I just rolled my eyes. <laughs> the killer always has to come back, Stormy. Okay. <laughs> and then Sam stabs her boyfriend like eighty-two Girl. times. She was. She really went in. She really went in on him. I loved it, and I didn't mind the line either, where she was like, "Don't ever fuck with the daughter of a serial killer." It was pretty great. And I'm like, oh, so you're embracing Skeet now? Okay. Yeah, whenever they have that moment in the entryway where Sam like looks in the mirror and then she cl- it's like something clicks and then she's now going to be this badass killer. That was a little much. Just what? a little. I didn't think it was that crazy. It's not crazy. It's just like a little I don't know. I really to me, but I still enjoyed it. It's just some of the moments were interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mind it. I thought it was all right. Um, but I definitely, I guess, understand where you're coming from there. But uh, yeah, the movie's crazy. Gail sh- gets shot right away. So she's kind of <laughs> on the outside for a little bit there. Same spot that she got shot in in Scream 2. So she's been here, done that. Yeah, she's PTSD. Amber's like, fuck it. And shoots Gail straight in the stomach. And then Cindy goes in and finally has a conversation with Ghostface. And uh, gets attacked. She literally throws herself over the fucking ledge with Ghostface. Yeah, girl. She's crazy. She was dedicated to the cause. Even if she died too, she was like, listen, these are going to be the last Ghostface. This is how her brain works, apparently. It's like, these are the last ones. And if I kill them and I go out, then at least I killed them. (laughs) Yeah, she did not care. And when they fall and Richie goes downstairs, that's when he stabs Sam and reveals himself to be the second killer. And I mean, their motivation's pretty. I mean, I guess it makes sense, I guess, with what they were doing. I mean, it seems very, again, as always, very meta. They were two super fans who wanted the movies to get back on track and they wanted to, you know, 
do. What they needed to do to make sure the next movie was better than Stab 8. Because um, they wrote it. Yeah, because it was their idea. They wrote it. They had to bring in the legacy characters. All very obvious. Uh, mm-hmm. But I guess it, it was fine. I didn't mind it. And it's the first set of killers that really don't, I guess, like have a personal connection to Sydney or aren't like related to Sydney in some way. Uh, so, you know, very requal here. <laughs> that feels nasty in my mouth. I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they have a whole kitchen scene. They break everything down. Everybody starts fighting each other. Melissa ends up stabbing Richie. Or, well, Sam. Sam's Richie. I was like, who's Melissa? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, yeah. And then there's a whole moment, a whole fight between Sydney, Amber, and Gail in the kitchen. Like you said, where the hand sanitizers are involved. And they blow her up pretty much. But yeah, everything breaks down, the killers get killed, and the movie comes to an end. Tara's in the closet, just like Sydney's dad. Yeah, she was in the closet. She comes back for a little bit at the end. She gets the final shot on Amber, which is nice, because they were friends, and, you know, she fucked her over, so. I mean, I don't know. So many things would scream 2022. Like, so many different things to talk about. We kind of ran through a lot of it. There's so many Easter eggs. And, I mean, I don't know, girl. This movie was wild. Yeah. Um, a perfect use of the original formula in my brain. Yeah, I definitely agree. They definitely use, again, the formula, uh, the formula, but definitely modernized it and made it... Still feel kind of fresh, although very familiar. Yeah, that's, that about wraps it up. It, I could keep talking about this movie, so oh, girl, same. Wrap it up because <laughs> there's so many other things, girl. Like the way that Mindy's like literally wearing like the same outfit that Randy was wearing mm-hmm. is wild to me. Kirby is alive. Kirby can. As she should be. She's alive. Honestly, what if she comes back for Scream 6? I, I would love it. I hope she dies. I hope she's the celebrity death. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I honestly, I, I don't get it. I don't get these vibes. But you know what? You live your truth and I'm proud of you. Listen. <laughs> I will never let somebody change my mind about her. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but she's alive in that little YouTube side thing. That we get. There's an interview where they're talking with Woodsboro survivors, Kirby Reed. So maybe she can come back. Love that. Just so many different things, man, that they do. And it's just great. It feels a little bittersweet now. That like it's over. Like it happened. It's out. I just want to watch it again. I feel like I miss so much. Like, I feel like I need yeah. to watch it again. I want to talk about it again. Maybe once it hits, like, VOD, we can do, like, another exclusive or, like, a watch along. Whenever we do our original release, we can do a little Ooh. extra on it. Yeah, for sure. Because I'm, like, ready to just keep talking about it. I had so much fun. And I'm what do I sure hold on won't. for now? What happened? <laughs> I said, what do I hold on for now? <laughs> <laughs> the next one, girl. We have a new uh, Leatherface movie coming out next month, so let's... I'm going to look. Just Dead. kidding. I'm excited. <laughs> but yeah, so Scream. How do we rank them? Like, have you ranked them in your mind yet? All of the Scream movies? Yes, I wrote it down. Give me two seconds. Okay. Um... 
lot. It's hard for me. Is it? Not me. Yeah. I wrote it down though, and I you know Brother Ghoulish tweeted out that there's no bad scream movie, and it blew up as it should have because I definitely agree with that. Even three being, I guess, not the best, and it feeling the most like distant and disconnected from like every other movie. Uh, it definitely stands out, and it is at the bottom of my rankings. Uh, but I still really enjoy it, and the other four are just. I think they're they're all amazing, so it's really hard to rank them. Uh, one five two four three. Oh, uh, okay. I did not think you were gonna put five at number two. Yeah, girl. Interesting. I I think it's just the vibe. I don't know, like. Interesting. I didn't know you were gonna do that. I love it. Yeah, girl. I enjoyed her a lot. Okay. And like okay. I might that's the thing about like rankings is like they're kind of fluid for me. Same. Dependent on like honestly how I'm feeling like in the moment. <laughs> Cause yeah. like right now, five could be at the top because I mean not the very beginning, but but right now it could be at the top because it's new. Yeah. And the others I've seen so many times and like I've had time to mull over my feelings on it but there could be another day where i'm just like you know what four came out in 2011 i had just graduated like vibing with like the nostalgia and four could be the top that's nothing's concrete about me (laughs) i definitely understand because they're so good and every day of the week i'm like you know what maybe scream four is the best and then like the next day i'm like maybe scream two really is the cream of the crop and honestly to me truly honestly it comes down to one and two like they always fluctuate for my number one spot because like i don't know the more i watch cream two the more i just think it's like so great and i think the characters are handled well i think like the expansion of sydney's character especially in that movie is like so it's just so impressive and i think uh mrs loomis is just like an underrated killer because she is one of my favorite ghost faces for sure so i love the second one i think it's my favorite movie to rewatch. so that one is always kind of near my top for sure but the first one is the one i like rewatch the most it's just the best so those ones are kind of like neck and neck so they kind of fluctuate i guess we'll kind of go one two i guess at this moment and then five i do think at this moment at least i do have it at three um just because i enjoyed i enjoyed the hell out of it i don't give a fuck if it was just like a full love letter to the original if that upsets you i i guess i can understand but i don't see that fantasy for me i loved it i ate it up and i thought everything was amazing uh but the fourth one it's just so good i don't know i feel like that one's gonna i feel like those ones are gonna be like equal because i really enjoy the fourth one i've rewatched it many times leading up to uh this release because i think it was the most recent one i was like let me just keep watching four so i watched it a lot leading up to this movie but i think right now we're definitely at one two five four and three but that can switch any day of the week like stormy says <laughs> both show what do we rate it? I gave it a five out of five for sure. Five out of five for now. That might change with like time. Cause like I said, right now I've built it up so much. We've been talking about this movie being released for two years. 
And like in the moment we were like, wow, 2022 is so far away. And now like it's here, it happened, it's passed (laughs) here in a couple weeks, it'll be out of the theaters. And like, so I think I'm holding on to that right now. I don't think it'll change by much if it does. But right now she's sitting heavy at five. Yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe like four and a half. Maybe not five out of five. Maybe four and a half. I feel like that's like a, a good, a safe space for this movie. There you go. You know, like you said, like right now we're in the thick of it. So I want to watch it again and like just kind of digest it all again. I can't wait to watch it at home where I could like pause it and digest it and watch it with subtitles and like really dissect it. Uh, so that way I can like really get a vibe for it. I think at that point I'll be able to like kind of fully solidify my rankings and like figure stuff out. But for now, off of the theater experience, she was lit and I can't wait to watch it again. 4.5 out of 5 recalls. <laughs> and it's been fun talking about Scream. I can't wait to keep talking about it. I'm sure we'll talk about it again later on this year. So This was one of our like easiest episodes to record. We've been recording for two hours. Yeah, over two hours <laughs> almost. So love that for us. Love that for y'all, because this is an extra. This isn't even a fucking episode. <laughs> it's not. It's just like a bonus, us just talking about Scream. And this is, honestly, we haven't talked to each other at all about it. We were waiting to talk about it for the yeah. podcast. Every so. time it came up in conversation, we'll be like, well, we have to save it for the podcast. Yeah, we had to wait. And here we are, just kind of us blabbing like we typically do. No structure, just going through the movie, whatever we could remember, <laughs> and just getting each other's thoughts. And I can't wait to watch it together, Stormy. I can't wait. Oh, my God. We, I can, March. Girl, the first thing March. when you're here that we're going to do is have a marathon. One through five, <gasps> Can we Let's break in it. my new house by having a scream marathon? Yes. Let's I'm have a scream theme party. <laughs> we have to. You're right. Oh, my God. We're doing it. We're going to do it. Oh, I'm buying a house five, in baby. Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> girl. It's going to happen. We're going to have our own little stabathon. Stabathon. But with I no murders. Wait. Maybe. I love these fucking movies, man. Same, girl. But yeah, that's pretty much everything. You know what? I'm going to go and retire for the evening. And, you know, I hope you guys enjoyed this little bonus episode. Just talking about Scream 2022. And, you know, there's a good episode coming out this Friday also. So check that out. <laughs> Story, <laughs> where can everybody find us? You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the same handle at slash underscore her underscore pod. You can find us on pretty much every streaming platform, including Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and Spotify. You can email us at slashherpod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to two hours of us talking about Scream. We love you so much. Go see it. Stay safe. Stay spooky. Stay spooky, everybody. Bye. Bye.